Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where we speak to the brightest minds in real estate about leadership, business growth, trends, and strategy. I'm your host, Tracy Velt, Editorial Director of Real Trends. Today, I'd like to welcome Mike Lane, President of Showing Time. So welcome, Mike. Good morning, Tracy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, and I really want to start at the beginning. I know most of our, if not all of our audience is familiar with Showing Time, but why don't you describe a little bit about um, the business model and the services that you offer? Happy to. So just a quick background of the company. Showing Time was started in the fourth quarter of 1999. So we're proudly in business for more than 20 years. Uh, we serve kind of the entire ecosystem of the residential real estate industry, which includes uh, MLSs, state and local realtor associations in the U.S. and Canada, brokers and agents and teams. All of our products, initially, they all started around managing of showing appointments, which is the simple problem of agents trying to make appointments with each other and missing each other when doing it by phone and voicemail. That was kind of the early you know, the the birth of the you know, the original problem that we sought out to solve. Um, but we've since expanded into other areas of business that were kind of logical expansions. And the first of those was getting into market reports and data, because there were so many of our showing customers that wanted to know how, what's the trend in showings look like over time? How do we compare to the market? Um, so we broadened what we do to not only showing management, but we're also the, the industry's leader in market reports, data, and analytics. So we provide um, reports to MLSs and realtor associations with a total of over well over a million agents. In terms of usage, um, you know, last year was one of our busy, is no surprise to anybody because it was a crazy year in many ways, but the number of showings that we were managing is was over 5 million showings per month over, you know, throughout the, you know, the many markets that we serve. Um, that's changed a little bit, you know, as no surprise to everybody, we see that there's always a, a seasonal cycle of showings throughout the year. Um, and this year, it has shifted a little bit in the last few months in particular for, you know, just the standard market changes that um, I've seen over 20 years in the business. The, the you know the the cycles that occur. So beyond those, a couple of the other new things that we've gotten into are we have an online offer management platform that's been very popular in the markets that we've rolled it out, where agents can upload offers into the showing time platform to ensure that they get delivered to the other agent when making an offer. You can always do it by email, of course, and you can send an email and then call the other agent and say, "Did you get my email?" But the reality is that's hard to do. It is not the most convenient way for agents to communicate. And when we offered them the ability to do that through the showing platform, um, agents really like that because they can get insure, they get delivery confirmations and read receipts through the platform that they're using for the showings that led up to the offer. Um, and that was a, another area that we got into. So that's kind of our quick history of the business. And of course, we joined Zillow last fall. I don't think anybody missed that. Um, we're, and we're real excited about all the things we can do together with Zillow now. 
Yeah. And I love um, your data. I know when we used to have the Real Trends newsletter, we used to feature the showing time reports um, every month and uh, and it's great data um, to provide. So very interesting. You were the first, I will add, uh, (laughs) Real Trends was the first to publish, you know, our early showing index, which we gave to you guys every month um, for years that ultimately has evolved to, you know, the the index that we put on our website that tracks Mm -hmm. actual, the ratio of showings to homes for sale for virtually every market where we do business. So um, that was a good example of a partnership that led to something great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it was great for spotting trends too. And I want to piggyback a little bit about some of the services that you offer. I know that um, since you were acquired by Zillow, that there are some exciting updates with real-time availability API and some next-gen user experiences. So tell me a little bit about some of the newest updates to showing time. Sure. Um So I'll start with the one that was kind of in progress when we joined Zillow, and that is kind of our next generation experience for agents using our app. Um, We call it Agent App 3.0 internally, but it is the the screen that an agent uses to make an appointment on a listing, which is, you know, in lots of different places. It is the screen that is in the MLS when they click on the button. It's the screen that they use in our mobile app. Um, we're embedded in many other mobile apps throughout, you know, other third parties where the MLS or the broker said, hey, we use this other tool that agents access on a daily basis. Can you please add it there? And um, we have national partnerships. So the look and feel of the experience that a buyer's agent sees is a multi-year rewrite that we started down that path, you know, actually a couple of years ago. Um We'd probably be further along if there was no pandemic, but that's a problem for everybody, right? Um, we had to, you know, do some other things along the way. But this remains probably the sing- one of the largest projects that we've been wor- had a team working on, um, and we're real excited that that is going to be launching for the first customers um, this year. So actually, this quarter we're going out to our initial opt-in group of agents that are going to use that new interface. And um, it's going to be a whole new redesign that is clean, simple, intuitive. It will be a consistent look and feel across all those different platforms. Right now, just due to some like legacy technology, it's a slightly different experience if you use the app versus going to our website or going to the MLS. And we're, we're unifying all of those, taking the things that people like the most. You know, You don't want to change it so people get lost in the navigation. It's got to be similar to what we did but we're adding a bunch of stuff that people have basically asked us for for years. So that's a huge undertaking. Um, we're excited to begin rolling that out this year. And then by this time next year, we hope the majority of our, you know, well over a million agents that use showing time on, you know, almost a daily basis will all be using that new user interface. We're doing it thoughtfully. Um, you know, starting out small and then scoping out because we want agents to give us feedback and then act on that feedback before we go more broadly. So that's one item, probably item number one. Second one is really a product of joining Zillow, which you mentioned uh, our real-time availability API. Now, one of the first things that happened after we joined Zillow is they said, you know, Zillow looked at everything that we do and we're just kind of like, 
wow, you know, you could really do more for your customers if you gave them a way to access, you know, time slots that are taken is a good best way to describe it for every listing that you use so that when consumers visit their websites, they can see the hours that will work and the hours that won't work. So that specifically, they don't ask for a time that's already taken in the system, but appears as available, right? I mean, if you can imagine, right, you know, I always I like to use Open Table. Just imagine if you went to Open Table at a popular restaurant and it looked like it was wide open and you clicked Friday at 7 p.m. and then somebody called you to say, hey, we're really sorry. Friday at 7 is taken. Can you come Tuesday at noon? You'd be like, you're crazy, right? That actually happens some of the time for consumers requesting showings online because consumer interfaces don't synchronize with showing time when they could. So that real-time availability API has been another major initiative that we're doing with Zillow and Zillow engineers. Um, and it's something that we're distributing to literally every broker or agent in the industry that wants to take advantage of it. Um, it's an opt-in thing. They don't have to use it. It's just a free new feature that we're making available. And it's we're doing it thoughtfully. Again, we're trying to do it in groups of MLSs throughout the country because MLSs are most of the time they're our partner, you know, where they actually subscribe on a market-wide basis for our product. So we're going to them and we tell them, hey, we'd like to start making this available to your members on a certain date. Um, and that's going really well. You know, that is, I mean, most of the time the seller wants the calendar open. They want every open slot to be available to everybody. And they don't want phone tag or phone tags, not the right word anymore. They don't want people to iterate on getting in. They'd rather have them self-select a time that is perfect for them. And this is making that happen. Um, we're over 70% deployed in the MLS as we do business. We hope to be 100% or near to it by September and have, you know, we have many national brokers that are interested in it. Um, so that's really exciting. And I think that will be a great example of um, one of the many things that I think Zillow has done with showing time to kind of improve the experience for the entire industry in a measurable way that, you know, would have been kind of hard for us to do totally on our own. So, um, so that's a big deal. We're really excited about that. Yeah, as a consumer, I really love that um, real-time availability, being able to go in and actually select the time to view a home in that. So I think um, that's a great update. It'll be it'll be neat. You know, the hard part for brokers is you know that that information isn't actually the appointment being made. It is like a filter that's put on their consumer website so that when their agent calls to qualify the buyer. You know, hopefully that will be a positive first interaction. Whereas right now it might be, you know, one time out of 10, it would be a, sorry, couldn't get you in. And it'll be just an incremental improvement. But, you know, it would be a great world if every time an agent follows up on a lead, the first discussion they have with the consumer is a yes. You know, it is a wow. yes. I see that that time is available. Tell me more about yourself and your, you know, your home buying needs. And maybe I can get you three other appointments while we're spending the afternoon together. You know, that's what we aspire to do. Yeah. And I've seen such a move in um, the real estate industry toward 
serving the consumer, even with brokerages, um, you know, even though their their primary client is their agents, they're realizing the importance of kind of a dual um, client and, and serving the consumers as well. So um, I think that's a, a, a great value add for brokerages as well. So. Um, so I want to get into your data since I think it's so valuable. And um, I wanted to know what are some insights that you can share as far as trends nation- nationwide? You talked a little bit about it in the very beginning, um, but what are you seeing? You know, obviously you've got inflation and an uncertain economy and, and lots of reports um, saying that, you know, prices are stabilizing and inventories up and, you know, so what are, what are you seeing um, with showings nationwide? Well, why don't I start by just, I'm going to reference some numbers, but I'll tell you how, how we, you know, try to thoughtfully report to the industry, what we see happening. So for years, we've had this showing index that you and I talked about a few minutes ago, and the showing index is a report, which is an index, meaning when we started providing this report years ago, that was kind of the benchmark for day one, like if you purchased a stock on a certain date. And every change month over month from that point forward is referenced back to like the date that starts. So it's an index for one. Um, The way we calculate it is by looking at customers throughout regions of the United States, and we deliberately matched our regions to match up with the same, they're defined the exact same way that NAR reports regions. So, you know, if you, you visit our website, you can see how we divide the country up. Um, and then we look at aggregate anonymized data from each of those markets. The companies that contribute are ones where um, they use our appointment center. An appointment center or our front desk software are ones where literally every appointment or certainly a statistically significant number of their appointments go through the platform. If we think that a particular company that uses us is not fully using us in a way that we could get good data, they are excluded from the sample set. So we have all these regions and we have lots of showings, you know, and if we used 5 million data points in a month, for example, that's a ton of really good anonymized data where we aggregate everything in a particular region. And then the metric that we look at month over month is the ratio of appointments scheduled over the number of homes that are on the market and had at least one showing in that same month. Because sometimes the listings are added, but then they're removed before there's a showing because for whatever reason, taken off market. So that's how we measure it. It's it's we think you know one of the early forward-looking demand metrics that's come out in the industry. You know, others would argue that there's been a bunch of others, but we think this is a pretty good one because it's based on showing. So what we're seeing when listings went low, right, because listings are in the denominator, the index went high, right? Um, So we saw record high showing index values in the last, you know, year where we've seen this unusual kind of phenomena that's the only time I've seen it since I've been in the industry where there's really low inventory and a huge um, huge number of buyers seeking that inventory with record numbers of showings on the, the lower number of homes that are for sale. That's been kind of what you've seen over the last couple of years. Now, recently it's changed and it's hard to 
it's hard to isolate exactly what's important because there's a seasonal effect also. You know, there's always a ton of showings in April, May, you know, March, April, May in certain parts of the country. Other parts of the country, it's a little bit flatter. You know, markets in the South don't track as closely with like the school year, for example, because there's they're more, you know, larger share of those markets are retirement communities. But anyway, long story short, showing traffic, the ratio of showings to listings is decreasing. And it's decreasing more than you would expect due to simple seasonal change. So it's most, most pronounced in the West, um, where we've seen um, the biggest change. Overall, in the U.S., it's down 18%. And I, I don't think this comes as a huge surprise to anybody, but it's just interesting to see it happening. And inventory, you know, we see going up, just like everybody else, the, the number of homes for sale on the market. Um, homes are on the market longer. They're going back to what I would describe as normal a couple of years ago. We are emerging from kind of this crazy period where everything was like double anything anybody had ever seen. But most definitely, it is coming back to kind of a normal normal market, I would say. I don't have any indication that says it's going to go in a negative way. I think it's just coming back to kind of a normal normal market conditions. Now, clearly, there's other things going on in the economy that are changes. Index or interest rates are rising. Those are all factors. But it's pretty interesting to see, sure enough, showing activity is an early indicator of what's likely to be the situation a little bit later this year with sales. And um, now all that said, there are still markets that are super hot. You know, like anecdotally, I still have people that are listing their homes and getting multiple offers. But the difference might be that, you know, last year you got five to 10 offers and this year you get two, you know, as opposed to a really slow market where you just get none and you take it off the market after a certain number of months or you lower the price dramatically in order to get it. So, you know, we're we're coming down from a super high conditions closer to more normal and we're keeping an eye on it. It may in fact slow a little bit more, but I think it's it's early for for us and, you know, in, in what we do to predict exactly what's going to happen down the road. I feel like the buyer demand is is probably there. They're just sitting on the fence right now, not really sure whether to make a move. Totally. So it'll be interesting because you know I see the the stories and every headline has a negative spin about the housing market, and every headline has a bubble or crash or, and um, that is unrealistic and and it's frustrating. And so I, I feel like buyers see that and they're like, oh, wait, maybe we should hold off. I totally agree with you. I think that we're, we've been reconditioned, right, over the last couple of years to expect, you know, abnormal activity. And you know, anybody who's been, the problem with buyers don't necessarily know that. They didn't know what it was like in 2005 and 2008 and 2012, where we've We've seen this economic cycle before, and you know this is what happens, right? <laughs> it's uh, e- economic cycles occur. Doesn't mean that it's a bad time to buy a home. Um, so I think that'll that'll normalize. But I agree with you. I don't. I don't. I have no indications that it that anything terrible is happening. We're just going through the kind of economic cycle that we've always seen. And um, but there are good things. You know, if you, I just we had a report from. Zillow's chief economist yesterday, and she was talking about, you know, 
prices will come down a little bit. Hey, that's great news for first-time home buyers that were not able to purchase a home because everything was like, you know, going way over list price in the first three days on the market. And they were kind of boxed out from buying a home. Now those people are gonna start getting access to homes again. That's great news, right? Yeah. So, you know, there's there's a silver lining to every angle of it, but you know, unfortunately, people want it. You know, the, the stuff that makes the news is often, like you said, it's often the more dramatic, mm-hmm. you know, predictions that get people's attention. I just I don't see that as what's going to happen. I think it it's just a cycle, and it's going to be good for uh, lots of people in many ways, right? Yeah, yeah, and we do a um, forward-looking uh, survey called um, Broker Pulse, and it hasn't closed yet. It's still open, but I looked at some of the results already, and I asked the question as a guesstimate: What percentage of your agents have only been in business since 2010? And I haven't seen anything below 25 percent, and some as high as 70 percent of their agents um, are new to the business. So. Uh-huh. I think that that also um, they aren't sure what to do. And I think that brokers are really working on education and training um, to help them understand the value of marketing now and the value of your sphere of influence and and that. I mean, I love the fact that, you know, for our business, you know, when your home goes on the market and you get showings in one day and multiple offers that same first day, you know, you don't have to do as much marketing as the, (laughs) The home just sells itself. And but like all these things that allow realtors to differentiate themselves amongst each other um, are going to become more relevant again. All the tech, all of the and we're doing all sorts of innovation at Zillow around uh, photography and 3D imagery and floor plans, all that we're going to, you know, just a lot of exciting innovation there. You know, I would say the last year probably hasn't been as big of a deal. Um, so it's like the perfect time to bring out new tech. In that, because you know, what did Wayne Gretzky say? You want to skate to where the puck is going to be, yeah. not not where it is right now. So I think it's a uh, it's going to be a great um, great to see what happens in real estate tech over the next couple of years. Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to go back to the the market. You talked about pockets that um, you know are are doing well right now, and and I just wanted to talk a little bit more local. Um, what areas are you seeing that um, haven't really seen much of a a change? Yeah, there are still, believe it or not, there are still markets that are having um, record year over year increases in buyer showing traffic. Um, I made a couple notes, uh, Burlington, Vermont, Bloomington, Normal, Illinois. Uh, there's parts of uh, Connecticut, you know, gotta love Connecticut. That's just a market that's still pretty hot, right? Uh, Cleveland, Ohio, um, Richmond, Virginia, Akron, there's a, another one for Ohio, New York, more Hartford, Connecticut, Bridgeport, Connecticut. So there are certain pockets of the U.S. that are still very, very busy and you know, it's a it's really a great time to buy or sell anywhere, but those markets are still like a total, very much of a seller's market, I would yeah. say. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I'm gonna switch gears a little bit and talk about you you talked a little bit about how you partner with agents and brokers. Is there anything you want to add to that? Um, that you know, our audience is generally brokers, team leaders, and agents. Um, is there anything that they should know about the ways you're partnering with them? Um that you think is important? 
Just kind of broadly, Tracy, you know, here are the, the things I'll comment. We've got a big, you know, we have our annual conference for our customers coming up in about a month. So I, this is something I've been thinking about and what I'm going to say to them. You know, um, without question, there's been anxiety in the industry about what does Zillow owning showing time mean for me as a broker? Um, you know, should I be concerned? You know, Zillow was in the iBuyer space to go after that it's very small but growing part of you know i buying which is which it exited last year um i i think that was one of the key things that made it hard for them to kind of make sense of showing time and us being acquired um but now zillow is has changed its strategy quite a bit it's going you know and i'll just kind of speak to the part of the business that i'm closest to which is investing heavily into technology um that benefits the entire industry like the real-time availability that I that I talked about, like our new um, our new user interface and our offer management products, and then there'll be new stats products coming coming out. I think it was very appealing to Zillow to figure out how to um, how to improve the products that are used very widely in the industry. And a big part of that, when I'm going back to brokers to tell them, brokers, MLSs, and agents, I should say. You know, is that our business really hasn't changed. You know, people who are who compete with Zillow would love to say otherwise, but the truth is that really nothing has changed in our products. All of you know, the privacy is a big thing that comes up all the time. And I take every opportunity to reinforce with our customers that the privacy of the data, the appointments in particular, is what people are most concerned about. And what happens on a particular listing um, is totally private. That information cannot be accessed by any other part of Zillow, any other divisions of Zillow, Zillow brokerage. Zillow is a broker technically because that is the way that Zillow accesses uh, listing information to populate the website. Um, But that doesn't mean that showing time is a part of a brokerage. We're actually not part of Zillow Inc., the brokerage operations. We're independent, just like Dotloop and other portions of the business. And the information that people put into showing time is protected. The exact same privacy policy, terms and conditions that we've had in place for years. Um, and they'll remain that way. And that is part of what people really like about us. Um, so I remind brokers when we, when I talk to them that, you know, we're investing in innovation more than ever in the history of the company. We're hiring like crazy. Zillow just did a huge initiative to make kind of deputized every business leader within the company to do more recruiting. Um, It's exciting. It's a very exciting time to be in our business. So we're going to do more than ever. And, you know, I know that brokers are always going to be thinking, gosh, you know, what do I, what should I make of Zillow? What they should make of them is that Zillow is investing in technology um, that's going to benefit them and their customers for years to come. And we're kind of the best example or among the best examples of that, I would say. Um, so we in, in we are interested in long-term partnerships with them. We know that there's a bunch of new competitors in the space. I think that we're hands down still the best at what we do in every direction. We're not going to let anybody close the gap on us. We are putting new things out faster than ever. Um, and we will demonstrate that to everybody. And we're looking, of course, for new packaging, um, you know, we have a lot of our pricing that's based on, you know, we, we let subscribers choose 
to pay based on the number of agents that they have at their company or the number of listings that they have. And those are all, those two metrics move all the time. So brokers will see us reaching out with new billing models that we haven't had before that we hope are more tailored for them to support their business. You know, if they happen to be a company that has a lot of agents, but not that many listings, we're going to have an even better business model for that company. And if it's the opposite, where they have few agents, but many listings, which would be kind of your iBuyer broker, we've got something with for them also. So, you know, things have not changed. We're doing everything we can to um, improve our value proposition to our customers, show them that we're in it for the long haul. And uh, I think that that's being well received. Yeah, and I think it's a, an important distinction, um, it, you know, between where you sit at Showing Time and um, where Zillow sits as, as a, a brokerage per se. So thanks for clarifying that. I think that's important information for brokers to understand. So the real estate industry is ever evolving, and I, I wanted to talk to you not necessarily about opportunities with Showing Time um, or Zillow, but just general opportunities that you see in the market um, in the in the coming year for brokerage leaders? I would say if I had to, you know, think of a couple things, you know, like we were talking about the cycle that we're kind of expecting to see might be a little bit more of a buyer's market versus what we've seen the last couple of years. That, you know, more than ever, the biggest opportunity or the, the place I would say that brokers are going to differentiate themselves from one another is going to be around marketing and technology. Um, when a home is on the market for a longer period of time and an agent is going to meet with a prospective seller, you know, and their sellers are going to interview a couple different agents from different companies if they're smart. Um, you know, what those agents present to that seller is going to be more important. The biggest differentiator in the next six to 12 months, I would say. And the companies that have a really good, really well thought out marketing and technology plan to get the most eyeballs on that listing by listing with them, that's that's what's going to make the biggest difference. I would say going backwards 12 months, it might have been other things, right? You know, you hear about like pocket listings and, you know, um, coming soon listings. I think that that will become less of a big deal in the upcoming months. And the bigger deal would be just simple, you know, marketing. How do we make your listing look great? Um, how do we get the most eyes on your listing? How do we get the most traffic through your home? And, um, you know, I, so I think that's the biggest opportunity for brokers. And that's going to manifest itself in a bunch of different ways. It's going to be um, some of it will be around digital marketing and how they get their brand out. Others will be around uh, innovation that they put on listings for sellers that list with them services that they provide their seller, um, financial services included, I think that's going to remain really important. Um, you know, you see all sorts of new business models to help it, help accommodate somebody who has to sell before they buy. Um, and I went through that when I bought my, well, I shouldn't say when I bought my first home, when I bought every home, I've just been one who sold before I bought. And I've always looked at all of the things that the brokerage had to offer um, and I'm pretty well educated on the space, but that's really interesting to me to figure out what are the what are the innovations that brokers can bring to market to make my experience better moving, um, buying, selling, buying and moving. Um, but I think the biggest, if I had to just pick one, it will be um, digital marketing and tech 
around the listing that's going to linger on the market a little bit longer, that's going to get the attention of consumers, the you know millions of consumers on Zillow. I'll just put in a plug for Zillow. But you know that huge number of eyeballs and people looking at them, they may not be acting you know, like they did a year ago, but you got to believe that there's a lot of, there are many people on Zillow dreaming about their next home and looking and the things that make certain homes pop are going to be um, really interesting to to buyers. And you want to be the brokerage that's got the right mix of, of tech. And you can see those companies, I won't name any, but you, you see companies in the industry right now that are trying out new things um, to attract buyers to give them a great experience when they're selling their home. Um, there are other companies that are kind of that go back to the roots that are kind of the classic um, real estate model. And I think, you know, companies that don't innovate will probably struggle in a slowing market. And so that that's my perspective. I'm of course a little bit biased because that's where we live. But I mean, I think that makes sense, right? If it's a buyer's market and your, your home is going to, be in the market, knowing how to price it and having the right tools to get foot traffic through the home to get offers is going to be critical. No, I agree with you. Definitely. Marketing is going to be key. I'm already seeing, uh, you know, agents and brokers innovating a little in that space. So that's great to see. Um, my last question is just what's next for showing time? Well, here's what people should expect to see from us over the next six months. They're going to um, agents in particular, they're going to see more and more technology get rolled out to them. They're, we're going to first go to agents who have volunteered to be our, you know, we've got thousands of agents that sign up for our new newsletter where they've opted into trying out our new agent app experience, which is going to have that common interface that we talked about a little bit earlier. That's the first thing that they're going to see, that real-time availability tech you know, it, that takes a few months for companies to get their arms around. And we just started it, you know, in the second quarter this year, we started rolling it out in the first. So it's really been, you know, the grand scheme of things very quickly rolled out and adopted by the majority of the industry already. It'll start happening. I would say there's a couple companies that are doing a couple national brands that are doing tests right now um, to integrate this into the experience for consumers visiting their site. I would say in the next six months that it, you know five to ten or more national brands will take advantage of that tech, and we're going to be working really hard with them to help them. We've got a support team, uh, we've got an API team to work with either the brokers themselves or the website vendors that they partner with. We've given the API documentation to all of the major website vendors in the industry. So if one of their brokers says, "Hey," How do we take advantage of that? They will know exactly what to do when that request comes in. So I think that will accelerate for sure as people get their arms around it and they understand it better. And then the last one I would say, this offer manager product, we have sold market-wide licenses or broker or agent licenses to over 200,000 agents. Um, we're in Canada. We do, I didn't mean to neglect our Canadian customers, but we do a lot of business in Canada. Most markets of Canada use either our showing products, our market stats, or both. Mm -hmm. And we're rapidly rolling out our offer management and offer registration is what they call it in certain parts of Canada. That tool, I believe that will accelerate. And I will tell you the agents that have that turned on that 
have people submit offers electronically that notify them in their app, let them compare offers. If they're um, fortunate enough to get multiple offers for a home, it will automatically compare the offers for them. It's a really nice professional way of automating and ensuring all the communications and transparency on a home that's for sale that you would expect. Nothing worse than worrying that you sent an offer and then it, whoops, it didn't go to the right email address or it's in spam and somebody else got the deal. Um, so this is a value proposition. The first of its kind, I believe. There have been others around the space, but nobody that's doing it like we are. And we're leveraging a very large customer base to bolt this onto. So we have many MLSs that are renegotiating contracts with us right now and rolling this out. And I expect to have many more. So that's probably the last big thing, you know, right now. And I haven't even gotten into the skunk works of all the other cool tech that we're building with Zillow and Dot Loop and, you know, 3D tours and RMX, you know, next generation of digital floor plan technology and immersive experience for consumers. So there's a lot coming and we're very excited to be part of it. Yeah, it sounds um, really exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing what's next for you. So thanks so much for joining the Real Trending Podcast. We appreciate you being on, Mike. So happy to be here. Thanks and great to see you again, Tracy.